It's breakfast with the broker on a Tuesday. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we're back on StreamYard with a little virtual flair, uh, but still in South Florida. So here we go. Boys and girls around the world, this is the moment you all have been waiting for. Let's get ready to broker. He is the president at Pimo Capital Management. He specializes in commercial real estate investments, and he has over 20 years' experience in the commercial real estate industry. Currently, he leads various initiatives in the commercial real estate space, and as a team leader, he has developed high-quality business strategies with short and long-term objectives. Stand up and make some noise for the one and only Rafael Hernandez. What's up, Raphael? How are you? Good, good. Glad to be here. Thank you for for inviting me to your to your breakfast with the broker. Yeah, of course. So, uh, uh, how's Miami doing? Oh, this is great. I mean, I'm are you are you in Boca? Are you in Boca? Or are you in uh, Miami? Um, today I happen to be here in Boca. Yeah, I, the, I noticed the building view. Yep, and uh, it's, it's sunny in Florida. Awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your story because um, it is interesting. And you know, you started and build the commercial real estate business in the United States. And uh, talk, tell us a little bit about your story, Raphael. Yeah, it's definitely. I go uh, for basically for multi industries. My background is economics, but uh, definitely in the last cycle, two thousand ten. 2009, 2008, uh, I saw basically you could actually see the ramp up, uh, the hype, and uh, also we actually hit that bubble, the financial crisis. And um, I saw that as a great opportunity. Uh, the key point basically was the intrinsic value of the properties. Basically, properties were being sold basically below the real value. So you could actually, if you wanted to build for example, uh, a building or any property, a building or an office building, you probably would have spent 30 to 50% more than buying something off the street. And that was basically how uh, terrible the market was. Now, this is the reason why I reference to that point is because I think we were basically in the similar point right now where interest rates, it's a different crisis, but uh, interest rates are basically north of uh, 7%. Uh, give or take, depending on the credit of the person. But the important thing is that uh, when you compare investments, you can actually find right now for some treasury bills, uh, 5.2, 5.3, 5.4, depending on the day. So for to maintain an asset that has some intrinsic, basically, uh, risk, in, in, you really say, well, should I invest in real estate or should I invest on a treasury bill? Now, the quick question is, well, I don't, uh, depending on what type of investor you are, you could say, well, let me take advantage of basically the high interest rate, which compresses the price of the asset. Sure. And uh, you can actually buy something below its, its intrinsic value. Uh, so something, uh, for example, my house, residential my house, my, my house got a peak about three to four months ago. And right now it's below minus 8%. Of course, it's much higher than before the pandemic. Sure. Where where okay, so, where where's your uh, house located? The uh, city. Uh, in Boca Raton. It is in Boca. Here, okay. Yeah, in Florida. I, I think this is basically the same thing all over the place. Now here in Florida, we have benefit uh, in a way from the pande- uh, from the pandemic. Uh, that 
was basically because we have the inflow from different states. So you have an inflow of uh, companies, families, and uh, so it's been tremendous inflow. So yeah, I mean the commercial real estate market, um, you know, is you know it's interesting because you talk you talk to twenty different people and, and they're going to give you twenty different answers. Um, you know, the, I worry a little bit about the resetting of you know, a lot of these adjustable mortgages in the next couple of years um, and whether or not, you know, the, you know, South Florida specifically commercial market can sustain, you know, that kind of um, increase because you're, you know, your interests are basically doubling, if not tripling. No, so, so, you know, the resetting of, of the adjustable mortgages for commercial loans, you know, um, you know, in the next couple of years, there's supposed to be an influx of those, um, you know, how do you see the commercial real estate market in South Florida, like today? Well, like today. Today yeah. we're in a, in a, basically, like you say, a lot of the mortgages are going to be reset. And uh, when that comes, uh, hopefully we're already off. The, you're talking about 2023, so mid-2023. Hopefully by mid-2024, hopefully we're off the peak. And uh, the interest rate, I mean, we know that we have in front of us couple of interest rate hike before before December. Uh, they're talking about 0.25, uh, one or two. So that, uh, I would say that's probably when they're expecting to have maybe already a recession kick in. Um, so if that's the case, they're going to have to, to, incent, to uh, I mean, in 2024, in 2024, 2025, give or take, nobody knows exactly what that's basically the point when interest rates should actually come down and inflation as well. So sure. they go parity to parity. Right. So as you increase basically the interest rate, you drain cash from the economy, you constrain basically loans. So everything starts slowing down. And that's basically what it's, what it's everything, what the Fed, I guess, is, is hoping. So that way everything comes to a normal plane. What kind and of. I know that the rates go down to 2%. What kind of strategies are you developing or implementing in your commercial real estate acquisition and development? Because, you know, um, you know, it seems that it's slowed down a little bit um, in the uh, acquisition. Um, you know, there were a lot of mergers before. Um, you know, there were a lot of um, huge, huge money uh, coming into the South Florida commercial market. There's still a lot of money there. But, you know, tell me a little bit about what uh, kind of uh, strategies you're implementing for uh, 23. And, and 24, you know, for it to be exact. 23 and 24, we are basically in a, in a watch mode. Okay. That way, uh, meaning I think uh, it's going to be, uh, right now there's hardly any opportunities. I think opportunities are going to be, uh, like you mentioned, I mean, once basically the mortgages start collapsing, uh, that sounds, I don't think it's going to be that bad here in Florida. But uh, definitely there's going to be some opportunities where then again, the same as a, uh, Similar situation of 2010, 2007, 2008, 2009, where the intrinsic value is going to be below uh, basically what the property is, is worth. At that moment is when you can actually come and say, well, do I invest a dollar here? Remember, the real estate is highly liquid, yeah. but it's an inflation hedge. Okay, and uh, but it's uh, basically income producing properties, they produce cash flow. So it's a wealth preservation instrument. So at the end of the day, no matter what the business cycle we are in, which I think we are basically heading down to a, a, a recession, we're not there yet, 
so if we basically hit a recession in the next six months, then the new business cycle is going to be kicking. And that's what I mean. I'm looking at the new to be positioned for the new business cycle that could actually happen in the next two years. That's Nobody great. knows exactly when it's going to happen. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic. I've seen places, for example, like Delray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that in a, maybe a, at the last business cycle, I was not in the map, but they were already, you could see people positioned. So you can actually see uh, the, I mean, in urine, urine economics, the growth. So I think South Florida is is the place to be in the next 10 years. So, you know, you know, it's interesting because you talk about cycles and, and we continually go through, you know, these different real estate cycles or economic cycles, you know, but you always got to innovate, right? You always got to kind of differentiate yourself from the market. And you certainly did that. Um, you did a kind of a combination of, you know, I don't want to call it WeWork, but it was a little bit like that. You know, it's called a co-suite. Um, it really had, it had like a meditation room and I mean, I toured it. It was uh, phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's got the conference room, the shared spaces and all that, you know, and, and, um, you know, even the vending machines, I, I really like your vending machines, by the way. Um, and, and so <laughs> I know that it, it was under lock and key though. I had to pay for it. I really didn't like that, but, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, in, in all honesty, like, it was you innovated, right? You, um, you saw a need for the market. Market was uh, sharing a lot more resources. Um, people were not necessarily, you know, being in, you know, in the office five, six, seven days a week. Um, so they were being two or three days, and they didn't need the conference center or the business or the uh, conference room, you know, because they were only using it, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatnot. So tell us a little bit about Co Suite and how you came up with it and um, uh, where you see uh, where you see it going. Well, CoSuite is definitely part, it's, going to, it's becoming part of the real estate uh, office sector, let's put it that way. Now, in the office sector, you, you have tenants or clients, I call them clients, that are basically need a space for one hour. They need a space for one week. They need a space for one month. Or they need a space for one year or two years. Now, the CoSuite, uh, which is basically co-working executive suite together, now we call it basically where, like, if you see the tenancy dem- demographics inside Coswit, you got hedge funds from New York in a basically operating uh, very, very seamless. Uh, you got basically newer angels, which is basically uh, kind of an incubator, but which is basically the largest startup angel investing community here in Florida. Uh, uh, when the crypto, we have a whole border of crypto. So we have basically uh the cost suite i call it basically where smart ideas connect because that's basically if you actually see the environment within cost suite is wow this is place to to actually do and create network and create new businesses so it is incredible yeah. um you can actually have the opportunity with the virtual offices so you can actually have uh and we have the like the brickle location the brickle location is fourteen thousand square foot at whole floor there in um we're in Brickle. 800-Brickle Avenue. Nice. Which nice. is right in the intersection to go to Brickle Key. To me, it's basically, that's the highest and the best point in, in Brickle. That's mm-hmm. hard Brickle, the 800 building. Now, because that is basically we were building during the pandemic. So then again, that is basically when you actually do a risk-benefit analysis. Sure. During the pandemic, we were basically building that site. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, when as soon as we... Uh, 
completed the pandemic, we were ready for the two business. And how oh, that's going, that's, that, that is incredible. So it is a place to do business in a different, it's more like entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more like an entrepreneurial setting. It's where you have different new business, which is, is basically what uh, what is happening in Florida. There is a lot of startups. I mean, there is a, a lot of people coming from other states that are starting business. That's why, then again, I said Florida is going to be uh, the place to be in the next 10 years. Yeah. So you also invest in a lot, you know, or, you know, you look at a lot of businesses to invest in. What makes you uh, invest in businesses? Do you only invest in what you know? Do you, um, you know, how do you make the decision to invest in a certain business that comes through? Well, we have, uh, a, I do it through Neo Angels, which is a platform where we are basically about 100 uh, of accredited investors. Each one of these uh, individuals they have a specific skills. So we have different groups. So I may be actually in a group for consumer products, which is basically part of my technology, which is part of my background as well. But there is another group that actually goes through medical. There are doctors, founders. In tech- so what it is is when a company is set in front of us, we go through a due diligence process where each group selects according to their knowledge. So if it's basically something that they pass the filter, let's put it away, uh, then they go to a larger group, which is all of us, and do decide to invest in our asset group. So that minimizes the risk. The turnover of, of a new startups is huge. I mean, I, I don't know if you, I mean, a, a new startup normally by the second year doesn't make it. Right. A large percentage of it. So by having these communities, and this is, I think, is the, the blood of uh, Florida, all the time you got new businesses and new businesses, and then you see uh, coming up. Um, so are, are you, you know, you, you're going through a lot of the businesses and whatever. Um, you know, are you familiar with the South America, Central America landscape as well? Is um, How's the, the, you know, kind of a global investment? So are you investing there? Are people coming here to invest in, uh, in South Florida? Well, as well, as well. I mean, yeah. uh, things are... Uh, uh, this is basically the land of opportunity. So people from, I mean, I mean, we get the best talent here in, in the U.S. from everywhere, from worldwide. Mm-hmm. So Central America, there's a different size of market, but the market of the United States is huge. Uh, I don't know, 320 million people. What is the, pop- the population yeah. of the United States? So it is a huge market uh, with, uh, with clear rules, which is capitalism. So you get to really uh, be social and at the same time being able to create uh, new business. So the environment here in the United States is very, uh, very interesting for someone outside where the rules are not such a, they're not that clear. Right. So I always end the uh, the podcast and the show on two questions, right? Uh, and uh, you may or may not be watching. I don't know, but. Uh, um, so two questions I always ended on is, you know, what's your favorite either movie or streaming series that you've ever seen? Um, and what are you currently watching? Do you watch uh, streaming shows? <laughs> what's that? No, no, no. Uh, 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 they're talking about, uh, um, I saw the last movie that I went to, I saw uh, John Wick, chapter four. What was it? Was, uh, oh, John Wick, uh, four. Okay. And, no, and, that was good. And what was your what was your favorite of all time? Huh? 
What was your favorite well, movie or series? Well, you got series. You could actually say, I think, The Godfather, uh-huh. Ocean Eleven, Love it. Uh, Mission Impossible, uh, The Dawn of Seven. Those uh-huh. are basically terrific. Like yeah, action. Over again. <laughs> well, uh, good action movies. I think they're talking about a new Mission Impossible coming out. Yep, yep. Uh, the settings and the, uh, yes, I, I like action movies. That's awesome. Uh, that's uh, Raphael, uh, where where are your assets? So you have a you have a building in uh, Boca, you have a building in Brickle. Is that correct? Well, it's it's just a floor in Brickle. Yeah. And uh, basically, in that our vision is to so basically we started here in Florida uh, twelve years ago to be exact in mm-hmm. the last business bottom of this last cycle, mm-hmm. and our plan is basically on the next cycle to start expanding to the East Coast. Nice. And then once basically positioning the East Coast, go to the West Coast. That could take years, uh, right. generations. Sure. So it is a generational build, uh, business. So Love that's it. basically in a nutshell. Well, thank and, uh, you. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys have helped me a lot. Uh, well, thank you, Rafael. I, I mean, listen, uh, you, it, you know, it's it's a pleasure to have uh, someone um you know, with your extensive knowledge and, and certainly um, a very, very savvy, a business savvy investor and, and, and been in the commercial real estate industry um, because, you know, the commercial market certainly is uh, going to come into a little uh, issue, I think, um, you know, uh, coming the next year, year and a half, um, where, as you said, there might be some buying opportunities. So uh, listen, if, uh, if you're in uh, South Florida and you are looking at leasing and, and, uh, and or, or commercial real estate investments, uh, Raphael is uh, certainly... Um, um, uh, leasing a lot of his buildings, and uh, most of them are occupied. But uh, uh, you certainly can uh, check him out on uh, Pimo Capital. So uh, we appreciate it very much, Rafael Hernandez. Thank you so much. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday. Talk to you soon. Thank you for the invite. Thank you.